0: Welcome to the Brand Questions Podcast. My name is Patrick Cummings. Thanks so much for tuning in. Every week here on the show, I offer a brand or personal development question I found to be both powerful and potent, plus some thoughts and coaching to help you start answering them for yourself and whatever you are working on. Why do we focus on questions? Because great questions build strong brands, like back squats build strong humans. At the end of this episode, I'll let you know where you can find more of these questions and get some coaching during a future episode But for now, this week's question is, have we picked our competitors? This is a question I got out of the book called, or out of a book called The Passion Economy by Adam Davidson. I'd mentioned it before here on the show. Uh, It's got a bunch of really good questions embedded inside the book. I would recommend the book, if for no no other reason than to read chapter two, which is where uh, Davidson lists or explains his rules of the passion economy. And there's eight of them. I won't go through all of them, but the rule number one, pursue intimacy at scale. Rule number two, only create value that can't be easily copied. Rule number three, the price you charge should match the value you provide. And again, there's eight of them. And if nothing else, just read that chapter and I think it'll get your head spinning in a good way, (laughs) in a useful way. Okay, let's get into this question. Have we picked our competitors? Wherever there is scarcity, there is competition. In our cases, that competition could be over money, attention, ideas. Knowing who we are up against in that battle is a helpful first step. But the real value comes from choosing who we are up against. Our brand question this time around can help us understand the difference between being proactive and reactive, as well as why it's important to not hide from looking at the marketplace in which we are playing. So let's get into three big things to think about before you go off and stare at the wall as you think about your own answer to this question. The first big thing, competitors aren't enemies. Some people like the fight. They like having enemies. Other businesses or people they're trying to outpace, outmarket, and outgrow. For some, it's a big part of the appeal. But those folks are rarer than the popular stories around entrepreneurship lead us to believe. Many more of us just want to do what we're doing as well as we can. We don't want to achieve success at the expense of somebody else, and we aren't interested in identifying enemies, let alone waging war against them. But it's important to recognize that having competitors isn't the same thing as having enemies. Enemies stand in our way while competitors show us the way. They do that by being so good we can't help but step up our own game. They do that by exposing available white space in the market. They do that by creating constraints and forcing us into an innovative mindset. So let's not be shy about picking our heads up and finding our competitors. We need them to help us clarify what we're building, provide directionality to our strategies, and teach us where to focus our energy and resources. Second big thing to think about, more of a story, An example of confusing competitors with enemies. A million years ago, I helped start, again, Faster Equipment. We grew up inside the CrossFit community and in parallel with another familiar equipment company. I think we actually started both companies in the same month of the same year. We spent years looking at Rogue as our enemy, and so we spent years trying to out-Rogue them we needed to manufacture gear because they did we needed to sponsor athletes and events because they did we needed to expand other markets because they did we got pretty damn good at all of those things but they proved to be the wrong things worth trying to improve instead we should have been inspired by their operational excellence and pushed for our own instead we should have been strategic about offering something that rogue wouldn't or couldn't instead We should have used their success to help us define more clearly what success looked like for us. Rogue was a fantastic competitor and a lousy enemy. Our mistake was in not realizing there was a difference. And the third big thing to think about before answering this question for yourself is that competition is for losers. To be a little less (laughs) subtle about it, we want to define our competitors so we can do the work necessary to have no competitors. We want to gather enough information to competently and intentionally design our thing to be unique, differentiated, and uncopyable. We want to understand our competition, the marketplace, and our potential customers, not so we can run the same race as everyone else, only hopefully slightly better but so that we can run the race we can win. There is no rule that says we have to join everybody else's race. Competitors are valuable, but competition is for losers. As always, I hope that gets you thinking. I hope even more that you do spend some time this week answering the question for yourself and whatever projects you are working on. After all, great questions are like barbells. They're only useful if we struggle against them. If you want to read more of these questions, you can do so at functionalbranding.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss new questions when I send them out. If you want to join me for a future episode of the Brand Questions Podcast to get some coaching, head to functionalbranding.com slash podcast and fill out the form. Links to both are in the show notes. If you like this, please consider leaving a rating and a review wherever you are listening to it. It does help new folks find the show and also it makes me happy. My name is Patrick Cummings and until we talk again, please keep asking strong questions. Please keep building your brand muscle. Definitely please keep going.